Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Back for the third hour of the program today. Wanted to get into uh, a little bit of uh, Packer football. You uh, you do have Packers news that uh, has, you know, not been overwhelmingly significant, but the Packers continue to try to uh, try to, you know, add some space when it comes to the ability to uh, expand upon the the salary cap, and when you look at uh, the uh, Rashawn Gary deal, and you know taking a little bit, excuse, or not Rashawn Gary, but uh, Preston Smith, you take a little bit less money, um, and you you know give a little bit back. So not a bad way to go for Preston Smith, and he wants to remain in Green Bay. He agrees to the uh, the adjusted contract this year, saves the Packers a couple of million bucks. So Rashawn Gary did the restructure, saved the Packers, what was it, 4.7. Uh, Preston Smith does the restructure, saves them 2.4. So in essence, you're $7.1 million that you have saved. And the question to me was, does this really matter? Yeah. Think about that, $7.1 million. You're, you're only a couple of million away from encompassing every every uh, rookie. So you've almost cut your salary cap to the point that anything beyond say the next 2 million bucks that you garner is all capable for free agency. Just in that sense alone, because remember the Packers had, uh, they were a little bit over and they had some money to trim and they're still going to uh, when the cuts come. But with, I mean, with Bakhtiari's contract alone, you're going to save 20 million bucks. But for what they've done, and just that little bit, and it's not like they're kicking tens of millions of dollars down the road. Don't get me wrong. It's not like this team is is going back into this salary cap jail. I mean, that's that's not it at all. Uh, for what they're doing, they, they are creating just uh, enough space to say, hey, we can either – because uh, right now, if you look at the estimated salary cap space via sport track, they're, they're 12.7 over. Or excuse me, they're twelve point seven under the cap. Twelve point seven. So, what you've cut in essence over the last couple of days was enough money to get in your rookies plus some. So you've got twelve, at least according to Sportrack, you got twelve point seven million. Now, if you go and take away the dead cap hit of David Bakhtiari, you pay him that, but you will save just about twenty one million dollars. That puts you at $33 million under the cap if you cut him loose. $33 million. And you would assume that there's a few more contracts that you want to restructure. So we've been saying all along that this is going to be between 40, 45 to maybe 50. I mean, some people said as high as $65 million by the time it's all said and done. But this team... Yeah, it, it matters. It matters. They, they're just very slowly, and, and it's not terrible where they're, like I said, where they're just going to owe a bunch of money at the end of these things. They're just, it, it's just like if, if you're, you know, slicing cheese, let's, let's use it for that, you know, and you've got this giant block of cheese, 
but you just keep or or better 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 example. You got luggage. You're going on a flight. The fifty pound limit is right there, and when you open up your bag, oh crap! You weigh it fifty nine pounds. So you start thinking, what do I need? There's the extra pair of jeans you don't want to take with you, the extra pair of shoes you don't want to take with you, and then you look at it and you weigh it again, and now you're down to 56 and a half. And then you slice off, you know, uh, get rid of some of the larger cans or bottles that you're taking with you that weigh 16 to 18 ounces, and then you get the travel pack that only weigh a couple of ounces, and you've shaved off two and three more pounds. That's what the Packers are doing. They're not, they're not getting rid of everything. And they're not kicking that can way down the road, but they're just doing enough. They're going to get under it, and then they're going to have enough left over to be able to find themselves a free agent or two to their liking. Now, remember, this is a a team that also likes to operate with about $10 under the cap going into the season. So that way, if they need to make some in-season moves, they can. Maybe a little bit more, preferably. But that way, if they need to make a move or two, they can. Especially if they need to make a trade and take on some salary. So... Um, to answer your question, yes, it matters. 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. We're going to talk with uh, Mike Renner um, coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk some football with him. So don't go anywhere for that because we're, we're going to chat with him a little bit, get into some more NFL discussion. But to answer your question, yeah, it matters. Uh, this is Bear Joe. Bear Joe says, at least you have the problems of the salary cap. We've got an inept quarterback and another one that we're thinking about drafting. I think both choices are bad choices. We are going to be bad for years, even when they build the new stadium. We are still going to suck. It's going to be a giant paperweight in the middle of Chicago or the northern Arlington Heights area. Try being a Bears fan. You guys don't have the problems we have. Just envying you. You don't get that from a Bears fan very often, right? You don't get that hardly at all. Good email. I appreciate that, and you are correct. By the way, I don't know if you've ever uh, – there's a there's a site that's on Facebook. Uh, it's, kind of, it's called like Old Stadiums or something like that, and they had the original, the original Soldier Field on there today. Um, and I was, I was taking a look at that, and, man, what, what a disgrace they did by adding on that second level to Soldier Field. Oh, my God. That place was just cool to cool to play at and look at and and when they redid that thing, God, what a what a dump. What a dump they turned that into. Anyway, I digress. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um this one, who's this one from? Uh, oh, Badger Dave. Badger Dave says, um, oh, he's good talking about Greg Gard. He said, I really like Greg Gard. I think he's done all he can with the program. I think it's time to make a change. I do agree with Zach's point that the guys want to remain because of Greg Gard. Well, they didn't say that, but the assumption is that you really like the program and the system and the, and the staff and the camaraderie, and, and, and there's things that are right within that program that you want to stick around for. Uh, he says, so I think Greg Gard's going to get one more opportunity after this, but if he can't do it with his guys again, then I think this is going to be lights out come next season for Greg Gard. Every year, every year he builds up our expectations and our hopes, only to disappoint us into the in the end. Those were some daunting statistics, wins and losses that you read off earlier. So uh, thank you for the email. Thanks, Badger Dave. Uh, and Andy says, I think Goody is doing a great job. Him and Russ Ball have worked in tandem, and it's been great for this organization, specifically over the last couple of years. What are people questioning them for? Let me say this, Andy. I don't think it's bad to question some moves if you think maybe things 
maybe you think something different. Maybe you have a different philosophy. I can understand what it is they do. I don't always agree with it, but I can understand it, you know? So, but in this particular case of the question being, does this even do anything? Why are we restructuring contracts? It doesn't even do anything. It does. Because every couple of million, if you restructure what? If you restructure five contracts that give you, say, $3 million each, you just made $15 bucks. That you can very easily go out and find yourself a fortifiable free agent to come in and really help you if you need it. Or a veteran performance at a spe- uh, specific position like safety or linebacker, outside pass rusher, if indeed you need to go in that direction, if Engelbari's not going to heal up and maybe somebody rotationally to play with Rashawn Gary, you know. Um, you know, maybe find yourself another offensive tackle that happens to be out on the open market. You really want to anchor that side of the uh, the line, the the left tackle. Maybe you go in that direction. So I don't have one problem with restructuring contracts. And for Preston Smith to take a little bit less because he wants to stay and believes he's in a good place, that also, again, goes back to coaching, atmosphere, facilities, you know, legacy, all that stuff in Green Bay. I mean, the guy's obviously found a home here. It's all the things you want as a fan. It's all the things that you believe in. You know, when we talk about it all the time, why don't you give him a discount if you didn't play as well? Now you just had a guy that did that. So taking a little bit less. There you go. 877-867-1670. You can hit us up. Uh, so I, I want to get into that. Uh, you bring up a good point. The fact that because Goody gets a lot of credit, but it's like when Ron Wolf used to go down the hall to talk to Andrew Brandt. Ron Wolf gave Andrew Brandt a lot of credit because Andrew had to do called it like the I think Ron called it the magic pencil or something like that. He had to go figure out with the magic pencil how they could get enough money to get the guy that Ron Wolf wanted. And Ron said that's part of what drove him out was he just got tired of going down the hall. He wanted a player and he had to basically go ask for monetary permission to do it and didn't want to do that anymore. So I understand that. But the fact that Goody and Russ Ball work in tandem and do a really good job at figuring these contracts. And you know what? Maybe Russ Ball doesn't get enough credit either for the way they've been able to manipulate the roster and been able to manipulate the salary cap. Maybe he doesn't get enough credit either for what they've had to do specifically. I mean, think about this. They paid Rodgers what he wanted. They gave him the $150 bucks. Even though he said it wasn't wasn't it, they did. It, that's what it was. They gave him that, and then it was a one year hiatus, one year to get it all off the books. Remember, I go back to when Steve Young left the Forty ers and DeBartolo was there, and my God, it was they were in salary cap jail for years, like three or four years. They had. They were paying out. They were hemorrhaging so much money down the, down the stretch because of it, and they just couldn't go afford to go get the guys they wanted. So, you know, for what the Packers have done, the fact that they had to sustain that for only one year, that, that's amazing, right? And in this year, if the, if if they part ways with David Bakhtiari. That'll only be the $19 million coming off the books one year. And you really then, going into next season, have additional money. You know, now you're going to have Jordan Love making some money, no doubt. But right now you've got you're – in, you're in a great situation. 
You know, you really are. 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Let's go to Doug listening to us in Luxembourg. Doug, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Bill. Did I hear you say that Preston Smith took a pay cut? He uh, renegotiated the deal and took a little bit less money, yes. Uh, that's good. Uh, I'm not a huge Preston Smith fan, but that's that's good in one aspect. But I want to I wanna say, you know, just because a man takes less money doesn't mean you shouldn't go out and try to find somebody better than him. Sure. You know, that. That's what Ron Wolf did all the time. He always had it. He had the players guessing. He says, like, don't you guys get too comfortable because I'm always looking for somebody to, somebody better than you. Right. You know, and I don't think that's necessarily been the case with the Packers or uh, especially like Ted Thompson's tour. Maybe it's, it's happening now a little more with Goody, but, I mean, you held on to a guy like A.J. Nope. I think we lost you. Now, I appreciate the phone call. Look, I, uh, it's it's a different era, first and foremost, even since Ted's left in the last five, six years. Uh, now, I'll kind of give you the numbers here, but uh, Preston Smith was due about $12.4 million, including the $5.7 million salary base and the $5.4 million roster bonus. So the base salary was cut by about $2 million bucks. And so the actual figure, I think, was what two? I can't remember what it was two point four, two point six, something like that. Uh, but here's the thing: they ended up adding to his capability to make money, not via base salary, but in incentives. So he's now got sack incentives. He's got if he gets a ten sack season, he's going to get a lot of that money back. But it it's not a, a cap hit, so to speak, in that sense. It's not a straight salary cap hit. That's bonus money. So he can bonus uh, if he gets to 10 with 12 sacks, actually. With 12 sacks, he'll make actually a little bit more. And with 14 sacks, he'll go $4 million up. So I, I, have, I like this because, one, he gave some money back and said, hey, look, I know you want some salary cap money. Here you go. But he also said, look, if I, if I turn it on, and I up my game, man. Then you're going to pay me more money? That way I'm not giving you money back and then outplaying that contract? And the Packers are like, yeah, let's do this. So he gets 14 sacks. He's up to $4 bucks. So he plays really well. He gets paid more. There's incentive there. I like that. I love that type of thing. I really do. I love it. Because it gives you the incentive to, to get to certain goals. Now, <laughs> You know, and again, with Halfley wanting to be more aggressive, this kind of plays into that. However, when you get guys with sack totals, there's a byproduct of that. There's a byproduct of that. And I'll tell you what that is when we come back. And maybe you know it, maybe you don't. But there's a byproduct and something that you have to raise an eyebrow to. So you got to be careful. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, don't forget our friends at ABC Audio Video. Great people. 
great group. Chris and the gang are just awesome. ABC Audio Video, based uh, mainly in Milwaukee, but they travel all over the state of Wisconsin. Go to abcaudiovideo.com. And it's affordable audio video installation. And from something as small as doing a surround in your house and wiring it up and maybe mounting it on the wall properly, or even like I had in the great room uh, downstairs when I had the big screen TV put in down there, uh, ran the wiring up through the wall so you didn't have the wires hanging off the side of the wall or anything like that. Chris did a great job. Put the sound bar on the bottom of it, and it sounds fantastic if you want to run something like that. Or all the way up to commercial. I mean, if you uh, are thinking about doing, say, a conference room that you need all the audio video wired in and to be able, especially with the way people are doing uh, Zoom calls and Teams meetings and such now, all that kind of stuff. They are up to date on all that technology. Maybe it's just a a movie theater sound system in your house. Whatever it is, whatever it may be. They can do it. Chris and the gang are great people. Go to abcaudiovideo.com. That's abcaudiovideo.com. Or just call them direct. Call Chris direct. Uh, call them 262-483-6656. 283-483-6656. All over the state of Wisconsin, they work. I've seen him do you know small stuff, like even in my house, all the way up to an entire hospital where they were putting in all new cabling, all new you know televisions and systems and such. So... They do it all. 262-483-6656. 262-483-6656. That's abcaudiovideo.com. That's abcaudiovideo.com. So, again, going back to uh, Preston Smith's deal, you know, to answer the question, yes, uh, it is beneficial. Every little bit helps. And I I really – I'm really optimistic about this season. This time last year, we were dealing with the drama. We were dealing with the unknown. There was the barbs being flung back and forth. Rogers taking backhanded shots at the organization. Would Jordan Love be the guy? I mean, I didn't have uh, I didn't have the optimism that I do today. It, Grant, doesn't it seem like just as a Packers fan, we're in a much, much, much better place right now this year than we were last year? Well, yeah, this offseason has been much more excited, right? Because how many years in a row did we hang around in the offseason thinking, man, we really screwed that up? Like, right. I, I don't want to think about that anymore. I Like, I need a break from this team that just let me down in the playoffs. And they should have beat the Niners, and that loss was a bummer. But now we're thinking about, you know, I like, I wish week one was next week. Whereas yeah. with most Packers seasons, especially towards the end of the Rodgers era, it's like, oh man, like I don't, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if I can handle it. Right. I, I, I just think when Mike Mike went to, I mean, and one, let me let me say this because there was somebody listening yesterday that said, oh my God, quit going and covering the Jets. Well, the Jets were speaking yesterday. That's your job. You cover everybody. It wasn't a day for Goody. It was a day for other teams. And the only thing that was relevant to the Packers was the fact that there was the mention over and over again of Aaron Rodgers. So you cover what you cover. Um, But when Mike started talking about last year and, and, you know, talk to Goody about, you know, well, last year you were talking about it's time to move on and Rodgers is saying, you know, got to FaceTime me, man. And all the barbs were going back and forth. It's just like, we don't have the black cloud over our heads anymore. And that's, that's where it starts. But then you take into account you got a pretty good team. You had the faster-than-anticipated development of the wide receiving core, two really solid tight ends. 
a running back that when he's healthy is as, as good as anybody in the National Football League, and I fully believe that. He may not have the same, that extra s- speed that has made him elusive at times. I mean, he's not, you know, running 50-yard scampers anymore, but he's still getting 30 yards before he's drugged down. Uh, but Aaron Jones was really kind of the straw that stirred the drink. The offensive line ended up being better than what was expected, and the guys that we expected to play didn't. Yash Nyman was somewhat of a non-factor. Uh, David Bakhtiari, who we all anticipated coming back, didn't. So for what they did and the guys they found, you really you like the direction. You look at a guy like Devontae Wyatt stepped up at the end of the season. T.J. Slayton was kind of an unsung beast at the end of the season. Now if you can just get Colby Wooden up to that same level and another year of advancement from, from Devontae Wyatt and T.J. Slayton, oh my goodness, alongside Kenny Clark, you may end up with a really one of the top five or seven, maybe ten trenches, defensive trenches in all of football if it continues in that direction. Um, I mean, it's not Chris Jones type of good, but it's it's pretty significant. And then if Rashawn Gary has another kind of a progressive year coming back a year removed from that knee injury, I'm excited about a lot of different things that the Packers hold. Is there room for improvement? Absolutely. You know, I don't think this team looks at it and says we're just one player away, but what they do need to look at is say, we have secondary issues. We need, at the very least, we need bodies. At the most, we need starters. So whether it's completely revamping your safety core and your corners, or you're going to just fill it with like, you know, what I call the buckshot approach, just get as many guys as you can and see what sticks. Or if you go out and find yourself in free agency, a bona fide safety, much like they did with Adrian Amos. And Adrian Amos was not, you know, stellar by any stretch of the imagination he wasn't a a pro bowler but he was just a stabilizer back there that got it and knew where to be at the right place at the right time and and that's the way he played until he couldn't but he was for the years that they had him he was pretty solid so I coming into this year and coming into this offseason I feel good about it I just feel good about where this team's at I feel good about what they're doing the direction they're going I feel good that the, the last two drafts it it and I've said this before what Gudikins needed to do after Ted Thompson was wrap his arms around the organization. And it took a while to kind of get, I don't want to say comfortable, but get into your groove. And the last two years, they've certainly been in their groove, at least, you know, statistically or appearance-wise. So I'm, I'm excited for what this year brings. You know, I think for a while it was the Ngudi we trust – and then it started to take a little bit of a downturn. And, you know, even midseason, we were kind of looking at this thing going, what the hell? Maybe this talent isn't here. Maybe all that investment and in, in draft capital that they, they used and or wasted on the defensive side of the football isn't starting to turn out. And then all of a sudden, it was like the switch flipped. And guys started to get it and started to play and play better. And so now we're anticipating what Halfley can do and be more aggressive and hair on fire. And you're hearing all the right cliches that are being thrown around. I'm, I'm excited for this year. I'm, 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 I'm one of the guys that are anticipating this year fully more so than anything. So, I mean, I don't know how everybody else is, but I'm, I'm thinking they're really heading in the right direction. And the fact that those two guys between Gutekinds and Russ Ball have worked in tandem to really shave capital off of this, uh, off of this salary cap. And the fact that he is, I'm not saying he promised, but said, okay, now we can breathe. I, I'm throwing in the cliff notes here, but basically we're going to be a player. If that player is a guy that we need, we're going to be a player for that guy's services. Nothing is going to hold us back anymore in terms of salary cap. So 
That's exciting as well. 877-867-1670. Mike Renner is going to be joining us coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Going to be talking with him about a lot of these same issues. So uh, we'll get into that discussion coming up here in just a few. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Boondocks, Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And don't forget they have the market inside Boondocks as well. Boondocks always has something going on. They have always, like every week, they've got a weekly uh, special menu. They've got different brunches and lunches and weekends coming up as well. Just follow them over on, uh, we'll say, Facebook. You can follow them on Instagram. That's Boondocks over there in both places. Barbecue, restaurant, and market now it goes by. Boondocks, BBQ, restaurant, and market. Um, Family and veteran-owned and operated. Family, veteran-owned and operated. And by the way, speaking of veterans, they have a veteran's room. If you walk in and you say, I'm a veteran or a military member, and say they're crowded, you can, they'll put you in a military, you'll get preferential treatment going into the military room, which is really cool. I think it's got two or three tables in it that are, that are there for military members and, and such in their families and veterans. So it's really, really cool stuff. Boondocks, barbecue, restaurant, and market. County Road K in Oconomowoc. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. Mike Renner going to join us next on The Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Our friends at JL Tire and Service Center out in Johnson Creek in Watertown want to say thanks for making them, voting them, the best tire dealer out there. And they handle everything from, uh, you know, the minivans all the way up to the 18-wheelers. So whether it's tires or brakes, oil changes, whatever it happens to be, they've got the facilities for it all. And on uh, Boulder Road, uh, Boulder Road, yeah, in Watertown, Wisconsin. But if you look on 94 at the Johnson Creek exit just north of the highway, you can see their sign right there. That's JL Tire and Service Center. JL Tire and Service Center. Great people, very philanthropic in the community. Stop in and tell them we said hello. Good, good stuff from our friends at JL Tire and Service Center. Joining us now on the line, uh, our guy, Mark, uh, Mike Renner. Mike is, uh, I'll tell you this, when it comes to draft coverage and draft gurus, Mike is one of them uh, with the Locked On uh, Network as well. So, Mike, how you doing, man? I uh, I sent you a message, and uh, I think we're going to be able to circle back with Mike. He's just, oh. he must have had something come up. I didn't hear from him. Uh, so, I think. I didn't see it. Probably by the end of the show, we'll get him on. You might just have to wait a couple of minutes. I'm okay. sorry about that, Bill. That's the one time I don't look. <laughs> Literally, the one time I don't look at the notes, because it's, it's always there. And the one time I don't look at the notes, and there it is. Uh, so we'll, we'll get back with Mike. Well, we Mike just is, operate we, at we such wanna, a high level, the two of us. You don't feel the need to look. I, I can feel I, I was using the force. That's what I was doing. I was using the force. Right. And I, did, I didn't feel that there was a disturbance in the force. Yeah. And that's my fault, you know. So. <laughs> so we'll be talking draft and such with Mike Renner coming up here in just a little bit and the Packers' place in it. Uh, speaking of that, uh, speaking of the, uh, the draft, I, look, I know – Everybody wants to know about what the Packers are going to do, who they're going to choose, and then all that kind of stuff, and what all the mock drafts and and say you know mean for the Green Bay Packers. I, I, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I this year, unless there's a guy they definitely want, and, and you know, uh, what is the kid out of Penn State? Fashanu, is that is that how you pronounce his last name? Fashanu. 
Sounds right. Okay, there you go. You, you have no idea what I'm talking about. That's okay. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm no Mike Shredder, sure, no. Yeah, I mean, he's expected to be a top 10 offensive tackle. And if if he would fall, then that would be a guy I would jump, uh, jump up to get. I know it's not a sexy pick, but that would be a guy that I would jump up to get. And I would, by the way, I would be shocked if the Jets don't take him because the Jets are in desperate need. With Rodgers coming back, you got to upgrade that offensive line. They now have three holes on the offensive line. Um, the other kid, uh, the big kid out of Oklahoma, uh, Guyton, he's another one that is mid-teenish. And if he should happen to fall, maybe there's a run on somebody, run on a, a particular uh, player, whether it's a corner or safety or whatever. I don't have a problem if the Packers start to stack the offensive line. You know, I mean, we saw it this year so much that they win in the trenches. And if if you're going to continue to win there, no problem with kind of stacking a deck and winning in the trenches. But I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, Mark was asking me earlier, he said, uh, who's the top tight end that you would go after? I love the kid out of Georgia. And I can't remember what his uh, first name is. It's, I think his last name is Bowers. I like the kid out of Georgia. I now, again, we won't get our draft guides for a couple of weeks. Uh, our friends from Ireland's, uh, but I, 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 I've watched him. It, the, he was picked as maybe a top 10 prospect. And I thought, you don't get many tight ends that are top 10. But, and I guess for him, it might be disappointing if he falls to 16, 17, 18, 19, something like that. Uh, but if he should fall farther and be there, do that in a heartbeat. Do that in a heartbeat. Um, the uh, This is from uh, Kelsey. Kelsey wants to know, would you take the kid out of Toledo? I'm a little bit leery about small programs. I'm very leery about small programs. And you're talking about Mitchell. Uh, very good player at Toledo, no doubt. And what he put on tape at Toledo is what a lot of scouts saw at the Senior Bowl. And he's got good speed. Um, he's not a huge pick guy. He's a lot like Jair. Good speed. Just likes to stick with guys, but he he can break up passes. A lot of incomplete passes on his watch. So, um, and the one thing, I mean, there's not many corners that just go out and have Darrell Revis or Deion Sanders type of hands. You know, it just, you know, it just, it doesn't happen. Even Sauce Gardner, you know, in his first year. But if you can be a, become a deterrent for the passing game to where you, and, and you're getting better in the trenches. The Packers are. If they get better at stuff in the run and they're able to all of a sudden to have corners that can and, and Halfley likes to play more man, just that press man than what Joe Barry ever wanted to do, that might be a guy that I would go after. Now, again, I I I put the question mark above my head of he's coming out of Toledo. You know, you look at a guy like that and you go, okay. Um, how much is Toledo, if he doesn't have an Ohio State or a Michigan or an Alabama or a Georgia or, you know, hell, I mean, even to a certain extent, like an Oregon out West or, you know, Florida State in the South, you know, Penn State, you know, I can go with. Or if he doesn't have that on the side of his helmet, it really makes you raise your eyebrows. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Um, so uh, I like him, but I'm not completely sold. To be to be per- perfectly honest with you, um, Dijon Cooper Dijon out of Iowa is the guy that a lot of people are talking about of being there around when the Packers pick at 25. Um, there's a, a few players that I like that J.C. Latham at that particular point um, would be an offensive tackle, a big kid out of Alabama. He's got some good size to him and very quick feet. Um, you've got uh, the edge rusher, Darius Robinson, out of Missouri, who I, I've watched a, a little bit of tape on. I have not gotten into it. Uh, and the, the the other kid, uh, oh, God, what is his name out of Georgia? Um, he's a corner. I want to say Lassiter, I think is his name. He's another guy that I like. So around that area is where some of these guys are going to be, and the Packers I don't think can go wrong. If whatever they have rated on their board, uh, that might not be a bad way to go. The other guy to look out for is the kid from Texas A&M, Edrin Coopers, or Edrin, Ed, Edrin Cooper. Cooper. He He's a linebacker, and yeah, I like his stuff. I will say this, though, that I, Quay Walker's going into his third year. He's now considered a veteran. I like Edrin Cooper, and he has got the ability to pass rush. He he can shoot the gaps, and he's 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 that fast. I think he's as good as, if not, or as fast as, if not faster than Quay Walker. And he's a guy that you can use to shoot the gap specifically on blitzing pass rush. When you're going to just unleash unleash hell, that would be the guy. That would be the guy. So there's a few guys there. I'm only going with first-round guys, but there's a few guys there that I'm like, yeah, that's that's not a bad way to go. If I had to go in that direction, I think I would. And I would not be upset if you took any of them because you don't you're you're not the only area that you're severely pressed in is probably safety more so than anything and you may even be able to fortify that before the draft with free agency so you may not even go into the draft with the same holes to fill that you have right now most likely you won't so that's why I'm so excited about this draft because Goody can just let the draft fall to him and if he's got a guy that he's really got an eye on that's within reason you can go get them. You can go get them. But this is a dra- this is one of those drafts where you don't have a ton of pressure. You always have pressure, but you don't have, oh, my God, I've got a hole here and a hole here and a hole here and a hole here, and I, I don't have you know a solid team. You've seen what your team can do. And now you hope that the new defensive coordinator can take that grouping of guys to the next level. I, I think the biggest benefit for this team – uh, would be would be and it's a you know knock on wood would be if Stokes is able to come back, if Stokes is able to come back and he's close to what he was his rookie year, his rookie year when Jair went down and he kind of anchored that secondary. If Jair is ready to go and the Hammies figured out and he's healthy and Stokes is healthy, and then you add depth. You are really, really starting ahead of the game. You you feel really good defensively about where you're going. And that's what would really, really excite me. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. 
this portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, the ICHC, if you will, ICHC, Irish Cultural Heritage Center. Uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, we are going to be down there for Cynthian, and that is going to be on Saturday night, the 16th, Saturday night, the 16th at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. 30-plus years they've been doing it, and it is going to sell out. It is uh, the best way to get in the mood for the next day, which is St. Patrick's Day, the best way to get in the mood for it. It is they just, I swear by this band, they just jam. It's a great party, and we hope to see you there at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, West Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee, 2133, just west of the Marquette campus. Call Corey for tickets now, Uh, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800, or just simply go to ICHC.net, and not only see Cynthian, but all that they have to offer, ICHC.net, or call them 414 345 8800. Ask for Corey. He's the director down there. And uh, get yourself some tickets to go see Cynthia. And we're going to be down there. We're going to, we're, we're just going to party our ass off. It's going to be a lot of fun. Irish Cultural Heritage Center, ICHC. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. A reminder coming up, and you can find uh, our entire schedule, as a matter of fact, on Facebook and on Instagram uh, for On the Road, the Bill Michael Show on the Road. But coming up on Tuesday, September 2nd, we are going to be live at Stenny's, second on Ashmore in Walker's Point. Stenny's, we're going to be there uh, for Brewers opening day, the home opener. Got an American family field. So if you want to uh, come down and you want to catch the shuttle, and head over to the ball game. Ball game doesn't start till three. We're on the air from ten to two, so come on by and say hello. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a fun party, and there's always a great energy in the place anyway on opening day. But uh, for the home opener, we're going to be there on Tuesday, April second, and we hope to see you down there. Stenny Second and National with Walker's Point, and as they say, you should be there. So we're looking forward to that. Good, good stuff. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour. We're gonna. Uh, what, what do you got? What do you? What do you got a? You got a, a mental challenge here regarding Peter King and his final <laughs> uh, final column coming out of uh, Sports Illustrated. Well, a little bit. So he put out his final column and almost ominously had a couple things like these are the things the NFL should be wary of moving forward. And there's a couple okay. bullet points where he's not like predicting the NFL's downfall or anything, but he's like, I would be careful with this, that, and the other thing. So I want to give you these bullet points and I want to get your okay. take on how serious or, or how worrisome they actually are for the NFL. No, that's fair. I always like that kind of stuff. And I, I, I probably, I would probably have to agree with a lot of that. As far as uh, whatever, I mean, whatever he's got to say, I'll take it, you know, almost as gospel. Peter, Peter King's been around a long time, so I can only imagine what it is. But for the most part, there's a few things that I am weary of when it comes to the NFL. Uh, I think, first and foremost, the salary for quarterbacks is getting out of hand. The salary for running backs is not nearly enough. The, um, I think the kickoff rule and what they're tinkering with, it, it's what they've done to the kickoff is a tragedy. And I think it needs to go back to what it was. 
If you want to make it safer in some way, shape, or form, great. But I think the fact that onside kicks are almost nil, it's a play that doesn't even really have a percentage of effectiveness anymore, and it really takes away from the end of a ball game. There's, there was numerous times this year where you want to score and get an onside kick, but since the probability of something like that happens is like under 15%, it's, I don't even think it's a viable play anymore, and it's taken away from the excitement of the end of a game, of a team actually having a more legitimate chance at getting a football back and using the skills. Now, I get everything the NFL says is for players' health and safety. I understand all of that. But you and I both know to a man, it's that is the giant steaming pant load of crap. I, I just, I, I just believe it is. It's it's just awful. Um, I think they've gone down a path with some of these contracts and the guaranteed money, where we're finding and part of it is, hey, the owners, they they do it. You know, some agent talks an owner into doing it, and if you really want a guy, then you got to do it too, and. You know, you look at a guy like uh, Kirk Cousins, all the money that Aaron Rodgers was making and the fact that guys can kind of force their way out of contracts and, and such. And, and you know, the franchise tag issue has become somewhat contentious for some play. And I understand that because you're getting paid top five average salary, but you're not getting a long-term deal. So if you go down with a devastating knee injury in that season, the ability for you to get, instead of getting one year at $25 million, you're getting, you know, the ability for you to get, say, three years at a hundred and you know, ten million, one hundred and thirty million. I mean, that that's that's very detrimental to you know long term income, so to speak. So, the franchise tag, I think, is another thing that players would love to address. But it does give the teams the ability to hang on to their players and not lose those guys as they start to come of age and start to get better. So, it, it's a mechanism for both the play. I think it should be a two year deal with a franchise tag rather than a one year deal. But there's there's a lot there to. There's a lot there to kind of unpack, so I'm looking forward to that. So Peter King on his uh, his final his final deal on the MMQB and uh, Sports Illustrated and all the stuff that he's been doing over the years gives you one final parting shot, so to speak, to discuss regarding the NFL. So. He doesn't mention quarterback pay, but I want to talk more about that after the top yeah. of the hour because I, I actually listened to uh, a podcast with Colin Cowherd and John Middlecoff. I don't know if you know who John Middlecoff is. He was a scout for a long time, and now he does mm-hmm. like – media with Colin Cowherd's new podcast network or whatever. And they were comparing the NFL to the NBA. And one complaint they had about the NBA is if you're at least a pretty good player, you get the max, right? right. Everyone gets the max. LeBron James gets the max. Giannis gets the max. Jalen Brown, like everyone just gets the max. And these teams are almost held hostage by the fact that they have to play this player. Cause if they don't, they lose him for nothing. And I, I think the NFL needs to do their best to avoid that with paying quarterbacks. So that's yeah. – I Peter King didn't write about that, but I think that's a great point and one we should talk more I, about. I think they're heading down a very treacherous path. I get it that you want to lock up your quarterbacks and, you know, I mean, you, you can play chicken with these guys when it comes to salary and such, and that I completely understand. But the – and maybe it's just going to be because everybody's doing it. It's not going to be as detrimental. But – when you start to look at some of the salaries of these – now, granted, the salary cap went way up, more than expected. But some of the salaries of these quarterbacks, uh, the 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 cavern between the haves and the haves, not have-nots, that can also lead to – look at what happened in New York. They paid Daniel Jones. And people in that locker room admittedly, openly said, you paid the wrong guy. I mean, it can come to jealousies and anger and – 
you know, when you talk about the value of a position like running back, when we, they all knew Saquon Barkley was the offense, but then again, Saquon Barkley, the availability of running backs on the continuum in, in the NFL, if you get 10, 12 games out of a running back in a season now where he's fully healthy, that's not a bad year, you know, because most running backs aren't durable enough anymore in the National Football League to be blockers for blitz pickup, pass catchers, and receivers on the outside and be able to run the football. They they don't they're not that durable. So I I I can see the value of a running back, uh, which is completely undervalued at this point, beginning to go up as well. Got a lot to un- unpack. Stay tuned. We're gonna talk a little bit more about it. Got another hour yet to go. More of the Bill Michael show next.